There's no better time to become a member of the DSR network. Later this month, we'll be announcing a major media partnership to our ever-expanding lineup of podcasts, bringing you even more insight and analysis than ever before. Members enjoy an ad-free listening experience, bonus content for virtually all of our shows, an invitation to the member-only Slack community, an evening newsletter recapping the day's top stories, and more. Best of all, if you become a member in the month of October, you can take 50% off the membership price for the first month. Visit thedsrnetwork.com slash buy and enter code SPOOKY at checkout. That's thedsrnetwork.com slash buy and code SPOOKY. Thank you very much for your support. Hello and welcome to Experiments in Podcasting. Here we are. We are going to try and tweak our daily formula a little bit, uh, get a little bit more in the way of commentary and a little bit more in the way of value added and a little bit more in a way of conversation between me, David Rothkopf, and um, my uh, friends, co-hosts, colleagues, Chris Kotmar, the president mastermind of the DSR Network. How are you doing today, Chris? Doing fantastic. Thanks for asking. Well, of course, I care about that kind of thing. And also Riley Fessler, um, who is the producer of all of our podcasts. How are you doing today, Riley? I am doing excellent. Thank you for asking, David. Yeah, well, of course. Um, I'm actually just being polite. Um, the The reality is that you guys, for the past uh, several months, have been putting out an excellent daily podcast where you're looking at the news, trying to find sources that people wouldn't otherwise find to help them find their way in the in the in 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 all those social media and other things out there towards you know the truth. Uh, and we thought maybe it might be interesting to broaden the scope, bring in somebody else, me, and uh, add some commentary or context as we go. And so I thought, we'll see how it evolves. But what I thought I would do is uh, go to each one of you guys, see what you're looking at today, offer a comment or two on that, and then um, um, move on to the next thing. And and uh, uh, of course, one thing we'd like is feedback from uh, you listeners uh, to talk about how we can evolve this and make it a greater value to you. But let's let's uh, let's continue here with this experiment, which Riley um, has dubbed the DSR Daily Doom Scroll, uh, which is to say all of us spend a lot of time on social media, and we're going to pull out a few things we think you ought to be paying attention to from it. So, Chris, you've been spending time on social media. Um, uh, what are you coming up with today? This is Monday um, uh, of a new week. I think there are a few things. Um, the first is, you know, the devastation that's occurring in Gaza. Um, and you released a piece yesterday that I kind of wanted to talk a few minutes about, which is that you did not think that Benjamin Netanyahu was going to survive this politically. Um, I wanted to understand that a little bit more. The second thing was... Um, Political Europe this morning was, was reporting on the Poland election results, 
where the War and Justice Party, who's been in power since 2015, won the election, um, but will lose the majority in parliament. Um, so I'm interested in, in in your thoughts there. But I've been I've been obviously paying a lot of attention to what's been going on between Israel and Palestinians and what's going on in Gaza because it's absolutely just devastating. Yeah, no, no question. Um, we are at a, 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 a tipping point. We're almost at the point where twice as many Palestinians have been killed as Israelis. Um, the reason I wrote the piece that I wrote was um, that even though politics doesn't in any way compare to the loss of human life in these things, um, it does matter in terms of where we go from here. It does matter in terms of how we got here. Uh, a lot of people in Israel are extremely angry at Bibi Netanyahu. Um, a recent poll said something close to nine out of ten blame him and his government for having gotten into the situation where they were vulnerable to this kind of attack. Um, and his political fortunes seem to be <clears throat> falling. There are a lot of people calling for him to resign. Uh, many, many, many people. In fact, a lot of people who you've heard on this podcast, have said uh, he's just dead man walking. You know, it's, it's, it's over for him. Um, uh, uh, but he'll probably stay in place until this phase of the war is over. Um, and I think, you know, that's important. And also, as I noted in the column, I think it's a good thing. He's been a terrible leader for Israel. He's been attacking Israeli democracy. He's been... Um, uh, promoting policies that really um, uh, make life hell for Palestinians in the West Bank and in Gaza. Um, and it's, it's time that he goes. Now the question is whether what replaces him will be more moderate or whether the Israeli right is still going to be able to be as dominant as they, as they have been. Riley, I, I, you know, as you've been looking at this, where, where, you know, what, 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 what has captured your attention in Israel? Yeah, I mean, I think the other aspect that's kind of been big about this story is how the kind of global community has lined up behind Israel, and then you have this idea that Joe Biden might be planning kind of a secret trip to Israel as a show of solidarity. Well, if, um, if you, it's kind of started if you making know, rounds. If you know about it, it's not a secret. Yeah, it can't be that well kept of a secret, of course. But, 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 but yeah, I mean, there's been a lot of a sort of action on the social media this morning saying Biden was supposed to go to Colorado, I think, right? Yes, mm -hmm. that's right. And and now maybe maybe he's going to go to Israel. I think in part that's just to take advantage of the fact that the Israelis right now love them some Joe Biden. His speech was super popular, and. Uh, um, he's seen as being dependably and from the heart in support of Israel and they don't like their current leadership. I mean, is that what you're picking up from this? Yeah. I mean, I, th I think it's just the idea that Joe Biden is seen as kind of this stable figure. Um, and his support has been pretty, pretty unequivocal in terms of his support for Israel since this attack has happened. So I think, you know, that the vision of him as kind of this stable figure that is maybe, not quite an alternative to BB, but can kind of be this leading figure, I think is, is definitely a big aspect of his support for sure. Yeah. 
Yeah, no, no, no. There's no question about it. I think I think this is going to be a super important week when it comes to Israel because at some point, possibly, you know, before you even listen to this, but soon, the Israeli army is going to Gaza, and when they go into Gaza, even though, you know, their mission is going to be to eliminate the leadership and the bulk of the personnel within Hamas, um, as Netanyahu has said again yesterday, um, civilians are going to start dying. And all that international support that you were talking about, Chris, or, you know, that's that's going to start eroding. Um, and um, uh, a clock is going to happen. It's going to pop up, you know, and Israel is going to have a certain amount of time to get things done before the bulk of that opinion starts to be against them. And I think that's going to change the, the color of all of this. Um you know, on the Poland story, I, I, I got to say, I, I think it's a super big deal. Um, the fact that they're moving in the direction of a more pro-democracy, less uh, authoritarian, less sort of ethno-nationalist party is, is, is a big deal. Um, the, the Polish government has been kind of a surprise because a lot of people were uncomfortable with it. And then it stepped up in a big way for Ukraine. Um, but that has a lot to do with the fact that you know, it sees Russia as a direct threat. But the the movement um, uh, in in the polls yesterday and the strong, strong turnout in the election suggests the people of Poland are ready for something else. And it really sends a message in a Europe where we've seen drift in, you know, Hungary and Slovakia towards more authoritarian parties. Uh, it sends a message that here is one of the biggest countries in Europe, and it is... Uh, doubling down on 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 democracy and pushing back on some of that, so I think that's you know that's that's big news. Um, could could I ask a sorry? Could could I ask yeah. just a follow? And and I'll come back to Poland in a minute. I I I just with regard to Israel, having been through obviously what we went through with nine eleven and the response that our country um you know moved forward with what what what's the end game for Netanyahu with regard to you know just the oblivion of of Gaza you know it, it does not seem to be a a response um in and you know I understand it it was a terrorist attack you have to respond forcefully, but this this seems over the top to me. So what what what's he trying to 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 gain from this? Well, I it, first of all, I think it's a really really important question, and I, you know I don't know that what they've done is over the top yet. Although I do think we can expect it to be over the top. But 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 I do think the the the, the critical issue is there doesn't seem to be a plan. You know, Israel is still in the reactive phase. This, you know, something terrible has happened. They're responding to what's terrible has happened. But eliminating Hamas doesn't answer the question of who governs Gaza. It doesn't answer the question of what becomes of the 2.2 million people in Gaza. It doesn't answer the question of how do you have more stability between the Palestinians and the Israelis. All of that requires a political solution. And frankly, Netanyahu and the right have have 
sort of propped up Hamas because they don't really want a political solution. They want an ineffective leader in the Palestinian territories because the last thing they want is for um, you know a, some kind of mechanism to emerge that is seen as legitimate and effective for the Palestinian people. But you can't have stability until you've provided them with that. And that's that's the big problem. You know, war is difficult. A war, you know, on Hamas's home turf when they're all living in tunnels and all that, that's hard. But getting to this next phase, that's much harder. That's the thing they haven't been able to deal with. And then with regard to the elections in Poland, what impact does that have on sort of the future of, of, of the country? Um, I guess what immediate changes, you know, and I've, I've only, you know, read some of what, you know, the results have been, but what, what immediate changes do you see? Well, I think you, you know you're you're stepping away from a party that was, um, you know, much more kind of right leaning uh, in terms of uh, uh, its policies and things like immigration and things like, uh, 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 you know, uh, you know the the, the the enhancing the power of the people and the democracy. Um, and and of course that's got a big message. Um, uh, it, it'll be interesting to see how they put forth their legislative agenda. Obviously, it's a, a you know more parliamentary system, so um, it, it'll be interesting to see whether the big turnout translates into the kind of momentum where they can actually um, get some things done. I don't expect there to be a dramatic change in their policy towards Ukraine because that's kind of an existential issue for them. But I do think that part of the message is to broader Europe, not just in Poland. You know, part of the message is, um, you know, that the drift right, which we've seen in Hungary and Slovakia and in Serbia, uh, that we've seen try to take place in uh, Italy and France and and uh, um, in the UK, uh, with more success in Italy than the other two places. Um, that that it, it hasn't had a big pushback in a long time. This is a big pushback in the context of Europe, um, and you know that's a that's a that's a very good thing because as we've talked about often in the podcast, there's kind of a global movement to the right. Right? There's a kind of global nationalist movement, uh, which is you know Orban and. Um, Putin and Modi in India, and it was Bolsonaro in Brazil, and it was Netanyahu in is in and excuse me in Israel, and um, and Trump, and uh, if 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 we're at the beginning of a trend where maybe there's some pushback to that, that's a that's a generally good thing, right? Yeah, definitely. Um, and is that what you guys do on the weekend? Is you follow stories like this? No, of course. So Riley does. Riley's yeah. dedicated. Riley's a very dedicated guy. Uh, yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm Mr. DSR. Yeah, you, know, you gotta, are Mr. Got to stay on top of it. Well, so how many podcasts are we doing a week? Like fifteen a week or something? I mean, if you take the dailies and add in all those things, so you're just editing podcasts. So you don't even have a life. 
Yeah, and when when I close my eyes to go to sleep, I just hear the podcast again. Dude, they just you replay hear me? on my mind. Do you hear my voice? It's the last thing. Yeah, really. He hears nine. I can't escape it. So well. having me join having me join this podcast must be a, a super treat for you. Uh, yeah, every waking moment will just be. <laughs> I'll just hear your voice in my head. Yeah, Chris Chris and I have been working together for a long, long time, so he's just tuned that out. In fact, uh, even as I'm speaking now, I can look at his eyes and I can see he doesn't hear any of it. No, I, I, I hear it all. But, you know, I have two kids, so we my weekends are pretty pretty filled up. But I, I do uh, obviously pay attention to the news, so. Well, it's, no, it's been, it's been, uh, it's been pretty harrowing and, uh, 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 you know, this week is I think going to be super eventful. And so, you know, what we'll try to do here is come back. One of the things I'd like to do on this as we go forward is have each of us sort of pull in the course of a day, something we see from social media or someplace else that we think is sort of value added. Um, and also I'd like to sort of flag for people when, our regulars produce content. Alon Pincus has another piece in Haaretz today on how Biden wants to avoid escalation in Israel, not join the war, uh, which he's tweeted out. And you can sort of follow that on, on, on Twitter or you can follow it on Haaretz. Um, and, uh, you know, Ed Luce is producing regular columns and so forth. And I think uh, we've got these great experts. Like last week was just a great week for us. We had so many excellent ex- experts from Admiral Winnefeld to Alon uh, 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 and, and Rula mm-hmm. Jebrial to uh, the, uh, another uh, episode later in the week with uh, Mara Rudman and Natan Sachs and uh, Aaron David Miller on our main podcast and so forth. And those people are out there, and I just think it would be great if we can use th- these these brief daily shows to flag some of them. Yeah, yep, I think that's great. Um, and yeah, and um, y- you know, and I'd also like to know what's on Riley's mind. I mean, you know, my mind kind of, is an enigma. Yeah, no, he's a kind of a mystery to us. I know, Chris. You worry that he's that silent guy that people always say, "Oh, yeah, we didn't hear anything from him until he snapped." And, uh, <laughs> um, and uh, I, you know, I'd like to see if we can open him up a little bit and uh, reduce the risk of a workplace incident. I open think the we, Pandora's box, if you will. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Ry- Ray- Riley's been great. Um, can't say enough good things about. The work he's been doing. No, Riley's a hero of the revolution. That's exactly why um, uh, we are able to tease him as we do. Um, in any event, this is going to be an evolving show. And if it seems a little bit like we're coloring outside the lines and and, and getting our, our bearings of what it's going to be, uh, that's because we are. But you uh, are our uh, loyal listeners, and you know that our goal in the long run is to provide more in-depth value-added perspective on these big issues uh, than you can find someplace else. And that's going to be our goal with this. So join us for this experiment, for this evolution. Um, uh, it'll be, we'll be here every single day at the same uh, time with Riley and with Chris, maybe sometimes with some of our other regulars, with me, um, and with bits and pieces that you can go and read 
or people you can follow on social media um, to help sort of cut through the disinformation um, and cut through some of the confusion. But until then, thanks, Chris. Thanks, Riley. Um, And uh, thanks for everybody for listening.